Imagine the idea that the moment you were born, you were kicked off the edge of a precipice and you're falling. As you fell, a great lump of rock came with you and is traveling alongside you. And you're clinging to it for dear life. And thinking, gee, I've got to hold on to this, you see? Well, it doesn't do a thing for you. And you'll only, it's only making you anxious. And it's only when you understand that it doesn't do a thing for you that you let go and relax. So everybody's in this situation. We're all completely insecure. We're all headed straight for death as if we had been condemned by a judge. And yet here we are all clinging on to things. And we, we have all sorts of alibis for doing this. We say, well, I have responsibilities for my dependence and I've got to cling on. But all you're doing is you're teaching your dependents to cling the same way as you are. And, and making them miserable by learning to go on surviving compulsively. So the thing is, same way, if you're caught in a torrent and you try to get out of it by swimming against it, you'll just wear yourself out and you're still carried along with it. So the sensible thing to do is to turn around and swim with it. And if you want to get out of it, swim towards the edge, but go with it. Same way when you're sailing, always keep the wind in your sails. If you want to go against the wind, tack, but use the wind. So it's this way, you know, we're all in this great stream of change, which we call life. We are the stream. If you imagine you're separate from it and you're being carried along by it as if you were a cork, that's a delusion. You're a wave of the stream itself. So get with it. Welcome to another Avi Om experience episode. I am so glad that you are with me. I'm glad that you're joining me because today I'm talking to you, just to you. So this podcast is a conversation between you and I, and it revolves around a meditation that I had. And so upon that meditation, I started to do a little bit of research. So before we get into that, you and I get into that, let me just first say this, that I'm outside, and so you're probably going to be hearing some some sounds, and just so that you know, it's I did not add in the sounds, this is not some audio loops that I'm adding in, but instead, this is just the sounds of nature. It's the outside world. It is the world that as a society, we have become increasingly disconnected from. And that's actually what I want to talk about. So for me, this podcast is my audio journal, as well as AV's audio journal. And we get to discuss things that really resonate with us. But at the same time, we can sit back and discuss things with you that in this moment are aligning with us and we just want to get it out. And so this is one of the things that I want to do on this podcast is touch a little bit on that. Now, some of you may or may not be familiar with Alan Watts. Alan Watts is a philosopher and he's no longer amongst us, but 
he is not only a special soul, but a definitely enlightened soul. And so a lot, he has a lot of clips on YouTube with his, because um, again, he was a philosopher with some of his lectures. And then he also has a numerous amount of, uh, of books that I can go ahead and I can link below in the show notes. So in that way, if you're curious by, you know, by his information, his wisdom and his knowledge, then I would strongly suggest you look into his, uh, his books and his writings because they're definitely, they go very deep in, in detail. And so, but let me go ahead and add a clip of Alan Watts here. Let's suppose that you were able every night to dream any dream you wanted to dream. And that you could, for example, have the power within one night to dream 75 years of time. Or any length of time you wanted to have. And you would naturally, as you began on this adventure of dreams, you would fulfill all your wishes. You would have every kind of pleasure you could conceive. And after several nights of 75 years of total pleasure each, you would say, well, that was pretty great. But now let's, um, let's have a surprise. Let's have a dream which isn't under control. Well, something is going to happen to me that I don't know what it's going to be. And uh, you, you would dig that and come out of that and say, wow, that was a, a close shave, wasn't it? And then you would get more and more adventurous and you would make further and further out gambles as to what you would dream. And finally, you would dream where you are now. You would dream the dream of living the life that you are actually living today. That would be within the infinite multiplicity of choices you would have, of playing that you weren't God. Because the whole nature of the Godhead, according to this idea, is to play that he's not. The first thing he says to himself is, man, get lost. Because he gives himself away. The nature of love is self-abandonment, not clinging to oneself. Throwing yourself out, as in, for example, in basketball, you're always getting rid of the ball. You say to the other fellow, have a ball. See? And uh, that, that keeps things moving. That's the nature of life. So in this idea then, everybody is fundamentally the ultimate reality. Not God in a politically kingly sense, but God in the sense of being the self, the deep down basic whatever there is. And you're all that. Only you're pretending you're not. So as you can hear from his information, he's definitely someone who has a lot of wisdom and a, a, a definitely a, a lot to share. But one of the things that he says, and I had came across this on my own, was one of the things he says about nature. And he says that we don't come, uh, we don't come into the world. We come out of it. So he says we don't come into the world, we come out of it. And when he's referring to coming out of it, he's referring to nature. That we come out of the world, we come out of nature. 
And if you look at the elements, that, that scientific thing, that the periodic table that all of us in science class just looked at, and I guess we were supposed to memorize something, and, and some of us did, some of us didn't. I know I didn't. And these elements are not only in nature, but they're also in our bodies. They're in our systems. They're in everything that we create. There is one speck of element in everything that creates form. And even some of the things that exist in the formless, in the invisible, are still part of this periodic table. Therefore, it's very easy to to say that we are the manifestation of nature. And that this part of us that is the tree, it is the flower, it is the plant, it is the bench, it's even the, the, the can, the tin can of pinto beans, in that there are so many parts of nature that are inside of us, and, and vice versa. That to say that we are connected to nature is an understatement. And I know most of you who are listening to this right now in this moment understand that fully that nature is part of our existence. And that nature is our breath. But let me ask you, just you, the one that's listening right now, are you connected to nature? And if so, how do you connect to nature? And if you're not connected to nature, then ask yourself, why? Now, I know that, it's, that, it, that it can be hard. And, and I'm going to use that word only because You've used that word. And I know that you have a lot of things going on, and I know that you give, and you give, and you give, and you give so much, and you give so much of yourself, that that is almost how you're measuring, not your worth, because it's not about that, but that is how you're measuring your existence by how much you give to others. And you give, and you do, and you've been doing an amazing job. I mean, that's not even a question, even though some people will still question it, that you're not giving others enough, even though you know you are, even though the universe knows you are, even though source knows you are. But are you giving yourself? You see, and this is really what it comes down to, and this is the conversation that you and I are having, is how much do you give to yourself without feeling the guilt? without feeling anxiety, without feeling depression. Because anxiety and depression is not coming from events that are taking place in your life. I feel that depression and anxiety is coming from our disconnect from nature. How is it that we can be in nature and feel a sense of peace, a sense of calmness, for me, that should become a medical practice, almost as the doctor would suggest to you or, or recommend or prescribe to you a certain medication on that same sheet where you are being prescribed to take something twice a day every day. Why is it nowhere on that sheet where it says, be in nature, be outside? In your, in your condition right now, be outside for a minimum of 30 minutes every day. And then we can lower your dose on this as long as you're 
you know, focusing on, on this part, the nature part, healing your body, allowing the light and energy to come in through your eyes to, to heal the system inside. You see, and I feel that this is what we need to do. And I know I'm using the word need, but I do feel we need to be reintegrated or rather we should reintegrate our lifestyle back into nature. And so how are you reintegrating your lifestyle back into nature? Because to do that, to reintegrate your lifestyle is very natural. And so we can do this obviously through diet and by eating a plant-based diet, you know, greens and, and the things that just uh, that grow naturally and not without all this pesticides and all this toxic stuff that we're being given, which just is another reason Almost as if, and I'm not saying this is some kind of government conspiracy, but the truth is, is that I almost feel that they're keeping us away from nature. One, I, I still remember a long time ago, I was uh, taking a lunch break, and this is where I was working in, in uh, carpentry. And we were in this, we were, you know, a new building, and, and it was lunchtime, and so I went out to the, to the car to... You know, just to kind of relax, and, and I think I had a sandwich or something like that, and and I remember the sun just beaming in the car, so the car was pretty was pretty toasty. So I wanted to kind of maneuver my car to an area of shade, and this parking lot was fairly large. But one of the things I realized is as I was driving around, is that I didn't find any shade because there was no trees, and so grass was replaced with pavement and trees were replaced with light poles and there was nowhere to get shade but everywhere you looked was was just the pavement and and the heat the sun just hitting on this this pavement because that's this is one of the things we're doing we just keep on building and building and building and, and creating more pavement and more pavement and so to be in nature to just to have that natural sustainability for us to to sustain our lifestyle, our health, just by being in nature, is almost as if you have to go out and, and, and look for it. You know, you just can't walk outside and be in it. Now, so for those of you who perhaps live in an area where you have a, a nice backyard or, or even a nice front yard, how often are you in the backyard? And I'm not talking about in the backyard and, you know, that time of year comes around where you, you plant a bunch of things and then you water it and then that's what you do. You just go out there and you do that. Now, that's great. But can you be out there without doing anything? Can you just go out there in, the, in your backyard barefoot and just walk around and, and be in that? Can you take your notebook with you and write as you're sitting outside in the backyard? Or can you go and sit in the front yard? And the part about it is to sit with no phone. Now, obviously, you know that you're listening to this and I'm speaking to you and you know that I'm outside. But I'm not speaking to you on my phone because I left my phone back in the house. But I brought my recorder with me because I knew that after sitting in this space, which I've been here now for quite some time, that I wanted to record this. I wanted to, to record my observation with nature. And it's because, again, through a meditation this week, 
that is one of the things that I kept on hearing was how we come out of the world. We don't come into it, we come out of it. And I wanted to explore that a little bit deeper. And that's when I, you know, and I've listened to Alan Watts before. And I really started exploring the idea of reintegrating our lifestyle back into nature, which is natural. Because once we do that, we almost stabilize our systems back, which is the reason why sound therapy and light therapy, which we do here at Avion Studio, is such an amazing healing factor. Because sound is nature, as is light. That's nature. And so to start the healing system through natural remedies, which don't have any side effects, realign our bodies back into a system of oneness. If you look around right now, just take a look at what's surrounding you right in this moment. And can you see that everything that is surrounding you in this moment has been re-engineered? Everything surrounding you in this moment, and depends where you're at, has been re-engineered. And you can take almost the most simplest thing. Like, look at your refrigerator. What if it has a screen on it? Why do refrigerators need screens? Because it makes it more convenient. It's been re-engineered. Microwaves. Putting something in somewhere where we just zap a bunch of waves and frequencies to like cook something that has been probably engineered in some lab so that we can consume it into our bodies. That's been re-engineered. As you heard probably in a podcast with myself and Bruce, look at our communication. Our communication has been re-engineered. Just because you can do a like or because you can comment on someone's Facebook post doesn't mean that that's replacing or should replace natural face-to-face communication where you can see the person that's in front of you, you can feel their, their bodies energetically, where you can have a deep conversation of what matters and not some kind of you know, debate or argument over you know, politics or religion or all these other nonsense things that really we just put so much time and energy into and really all it is is just a, a based on opinions. Arguing over an opinion to me is just doesn't make any sense. This is the thing that I really want to stress, and it's something that I'm looking into myself, is that we look at technology. Now, now I want to say this. Technology that is plugged in is new to us. Technology that's plugged in is new to us. Social media is new to us. So we don't know what the side effects of social media will be. It's only been in our lives. I mean, and I'm just going to go on, the, on, a, on a bigger time frame here and say 15 years we don't know what the side effects will be maybe we're seeing it now with the fact that we are less content with just being i should say being bored but less content with being bored our attention span is completely down the tubes our focus where our inability or, or lack thereof to, to focus that's been increasing. And can we say all this is part of social media or is it part of technology in whole? Now, if you know me, you know that for me, technology is not just something that gets plugged in. But I'm going to take it back because for me, technology is a tree branch. Technology is a piece of paper, a pencil, a sharpener, a pen, ink, 
for me, technology is not just your computer, your phone, your watch, the cameras or the Alexas or the Kindles. When we see that that form of technology is, thus, is just that, we fail to realize all these other parts of technology that have an effect on us. And if you're not aware to the fact that these other parts, these other things are, are technology as well, then we dismiss it. And by dismissing it, we, we take our focus off the awareness of what it is. Because all technology is, as a definition, is something that extends your reach via communication or video or something that just helps. I mean, if you look at a tree branch, a tree branch to a caveman enabled this caveman or woman to reach something that they were not able to reach before or to protect themselves or to inflict harm, to protect or harm, to reach something they couldn't reach, to build a fire, to stay warm. These are the things that are part of technology. And obviously the the technology that I'm really more, or I should say becoming a lot more focused on, and I've said this before, is the technology of the soul. It's the type of technology that doesn't need a power outlet. And it doesn't need to be recharged like your watch or your phone every night. It can get irritating after a while. Have you ever woke up in the morning and realized that you, you, you thought you were charging your phone and you weren't? And your battery's at 20% and you start freaking out? But what about your soul? Are you plugging your soul in? Or is your soul consistently unplugged? Or are you plugging it into an outlet that actually works? The technology of the soul is not only how your awareness expands, but for me, the way you plug in your technology of the soul is not into an outlet. It's into nature. The more you can be in nature, the more you're plugging in the technology of the soul, the more you're plugging in clarity, focus, understanding, peace, simplicity, stillness, silence, solitude. This is how we expand our spirit is by plugging, continually plugging our souls in in the same way you would plug in your, your, your phone. So there is no difference whether you're plugging in your phone or your Apple Watch or your Kindle or if you're plugging in your soul. It almost uh, feels like people are more concerned with making sure their phones are plugged in and, uh, versus their souls. And it's probably something that we don't even think about. If you guys know, I I, I do. Um, I, there's just been a shift in 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 me with uh, what I consider technology and how I am shifting my focus of technology and really gonna start going more and deeper into an analog version of of my own technology. And I've done it, and I've kind of gone back and forth and back and forth a little bit. And I really wanna make it a point to to focus on that and and that is because i'm really focusing more on on slow living or slowing down i should say and that's the topic that av and i are going to talk about on the on a podcast here about slowing down and what the awareness points that came to me from that but going back to you know to the idea of nature and i said this in the beginning and i and i feel it needs to it needs to be repeated again, is that we are a distracted species. We are distracted 
not only from ourselves, but we're even distracted, you know, from the people that are around us. I mean, all you have to do is go to a restaurant and see how many people are on their phones. Now, I know Gary Vee says is that basically all that exposes is the truth, that before they weren't talking anyway. They just weren't talking and doing anything. Now they're not talking, but at least they're doing something, which is on, they're on their phones. It just, technology just reveals truth is how Gary Vee sees it. But I don't know if, and, and he does know, obviously he's very successful, but success in this regards doesn't mean that just because he sees technology this way, that I agree with that. I almost feel that it just, again, communication has changed. But there's no denying that we have become a distracted species. I mean, all you have to do is look in, in people's cars as you're driving and how many people are, you know, on their, on their phones and doing something. You know, conversation is probably not happening. I mean, I don't know. But anyone can, uh, you know, feel free to let me know if, if I'm incorrect in this statement and that we are a distracted species. I mean, look at all the information that's coming in. There's so much information coming in. We have an information overload more than ever. And yet, we still don't know what our purpose is. Now, isn't that something? You have a ton of information coming to you. All kinds of information coming to you, at you. And yet, you do not know what your purpose is. You don't know what you're passionate about. You don't know 20 things that you love to do. And if so, go ahead and, and write that down right now. You don't have to pause this. I mean, you can if you want to. But go ahead and get a sheet of paper out, 1 to 20, and write out 20 things you love to do or 20 things you love. And you cannot mention your kids or anyone from your family because we already know that. That's, that's a no-brainer. So you can't say, I love Johnny, I love Charlie, I love uh, Rebecca, and uh, go down the line. But 20 things you love to do. And then you can even time yourself. How long is it going to take you? I mean, is it something quick? You know, you already know and you're just going to bang them out. You know, 20, in five minutes, you're done. And you have that knowing of yourself. Or is it going to take you 10 minutes, 15, 30 minutes? Are you even going to get to 20? Are you even going to complete this? This is part of the distraction. Right now, we are at the highest level of awareness and at the same time, the highest level of ignorance. We are at the highest level of awareness and the highest level of ignorance. But one of the things that I realize is that nature will always even things out. But instead of waiting for nature to even things out, why don't we just do that now for ourselves? Why don't we just sit in nature and be in it? Let the sun just touch your skin the way it's doing now to minds. One of the things that I read on an article that I thought was interesting was the, was the economic collapse of 2008. And now you can say, like, what does that have to do with nature? But one of the things that I thought was fascinating in this article, and, and for those of you who don't know, but I mean, it's been out there, is how the government bailed out the banks and how it bailed out people. It, it, well, first, they got us in the mess, which was weird. Well, the banks got us in the mess and the government bailed the banks out and made sure that they still kept their bonuses, right? 
But what if, what if the government couldn't do that? What if the government decided like, we don't have the funds, we can't bail you out. And we can't bail anyone out. What would have happened? I believe what would have happened is that we probably would have went back into the course of nature. Meaning, we would have started growing our own food. We would have started helping each other out in communities. We probably would have decided to slow down at that moment. To realize that you know, there, are, there are things that we can do that we don't have to go out to get. So instead of going out to the malls and spending money, instead we're at home with our families. Or maybe we're just in tune with, with nature. We could have probably lived a different way. But because of the government, we didn't. And instead, we decided to live exactly the same way we were living prior, during, and after the collapse. So what did we learn, if anything at all? Could we go to nature without having to go through a collapse? And what happens during the next one? Will we get bailed out again? Or will we instead decide to be one with nature, to come back to that world? And not to force ourselves to be in it, but instead to just be in that place on our own, to connect back with our souls, to recharge ourselves and to convene as communities to help each other out and not debate over opinions but instead we're helping each other out we're providing long-term relationships long-term solutions and not these temporary band-aids we keep on doing or i should say creating so my question to you is how do you touch nature daily how can you do that how can you become present with nature so that nature helps you release these fears you may have most of the time all we're trying to do is extend our lives because we're so afraid of the unknown we're so afraid of what we don't know death or what will happen if we leave our jobs and do something we're aligned and, and love to do and maybe we allow nature to help us and we allow nature to give those answers instead of you and I trying to force ourselves to figure the answer out instead we can allow nature to do it for us disease comes out of our divorce from nature so maybe it's time to get reacquainted with the truest beloved of them all and it's right outside your door have a wonderful and amazing day and week peace peace